Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Exploring Faith, the podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are streamed live at 10.15 every Sunday on both Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. Our Bible reading that uh, Lauren and Lydia so beautifully brought to us earlier talks about clothing ourselves, getting dressed up in a number of characteristics. Characteristics that are not about the external clothes that we put on as have just been um, demonstrated to us there. Many of us would have not got all dressed up in the last 12 months, would we? We would have had those casual clothes that we spend our time in our living room with. No, the characteristics that we're talking about this morning are not uh, uh, characteristics to get all dressed up in, that clothe us internally, the things that come from within us. These are not clothes for the best of occasions or clothes for cleaning or gardening or jogging or walking or relaxing in one's house. The clothes that Paul talks about in Colossians are the clothes that are there at all times. Clothes that are integral to us, that enable the characteristics that Paul here says are for God's chosen people to shine out from within us for all to see. We didn't read them this morning, but in the first 11 verses of chapter 3, Paul outlines what we need to get rid of in our lives. We're told in those verses to put to death earthly things and set your hearts and minds on things above in order to live as one who is in Christ, who is alive in Christ, who is in relationship with Christ. We're told that we are to get rid of sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, greed, anger, rage, slander, filthy language, and do not lie to each other. Get rid of them. Cut them out. Get them gone. There is no place for them in the Christian person. And in the verses we read earlier, we heard of the things that God's people should clothe themselves with. As God's chosen people, a people which God has made holy and lavished his love upon, there are a number of things that Paul says we should wear. When you wear something, as we saw demonstrated in those photographs, people see it, they notice it. But people also notice if you're not dressed correctly. I remember a newsreader that was heavily criticised for not wearing a poppy as she read the national news on television on Remembrance Sunday. I guess if the contestants on on Strictly Come Dancing wore cut-off jeans and an old T-shirt, didn't have all the makeup on, that would be noticeable. I read that after the 1970 FA Cup final, David Webb, who scored the winning goal, swapped shirts with an opposing player. As the officials who presided over the medal presentations saw he was wearing a shirt of the losing team and they didn't recognise him, they didn't want to allow him to accompany his teammates to collect the trophy and medal in the official presentation party, even though he'd scored the winning goal. The challenge for the Christian is that these things that we are to clothe ourselves with 
are not just clothes for specific occasions, events and times. These are the things that are to be seen in us at all times, on all occasions, in all places, doing all things. People should notice these things in us. Or more likely, they will notice when they are not in us. If we truly got rid of the things that are listed in the verses prior to the reading we read this morning, then these characteristics of the new life, the new habits, the new way should shine from our lives, glorifying God in all that we do. Just because God has chosen us, it does not abdicate our responsibility to live a godly life. In fact, this passage says that it is precisely because Christians have been chosen that they must make every effort to live a godly life. And before we very briefly look at the characteristics in verse 12, let me just take you to verse 13, which says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. It is my belief that verse 12's characteristics make verse 13's instructions so much easier to follow. Clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That in a whole, that reads well. That sits nicely together. It makes sense. If, however, the characteristics from verse 8 and 9, which I mentioned a moment ago, still exist in one's life, I suggest to you that verse 13 does not read so well, doesn't sit so nicely together or make any sense to the Christian. Paul, as we've already said, says it is time to get rid of the behaviours from verse 8 and verse 9. And if we haven't, if we are still clothed in anger, in rage, in malice, in slander, in filthy language, and if we lie to each other, how can we possibly bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against someone? Forgive, we are instructed, as the Lord forgave you. The Lord forgave us by giving his all. He paid the price for our wrongs. He paved the way for the reconciliation. He made it possible for humankind to be reconciled to him when humankind caused the issues in the first place. That is kingdom living with kingdom values. It's the opposite to what our human logic says. He made it possible for humankind to be reconciled to him when humankind caused the issue in the first place. And he receives us with his open arms and wants to be in relationship with us. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Qualities that help us to bear with to forgive, to want to understand, to be no longer about me, 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 and what I want but and desire, but about others. I guess on this Mothering Sunday, many of us would look at these words in verse 12 and relate them to our own mothers. My observation of mothers is that on becoming a mother, 
the characteristics that we're talking about in verse 12, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, these characteristics come even more to the fore in their lives as they care for the one entrusted to them by, the, by God. My observation about Christian people is that the about turn that we make in our lives when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal saviour in true repentance is that we put on these clothes that Paul mentions here in verse 12. We embrace this new way of living, which William Booth so succinctly put it in one word, others. But as we journey and as we get knocked and maybe as we get hurt, maybe as we get caught up in the stuff of life, these characteristics can become perhaps a little less obvious. But that's just my observation. So let us briefly look at the definition of each of these words and what the Bible says about each of the five characteristics as attributes of God and also how we as Christian people should clothe ourselves. As we do, and as we come to the concluding moments of our meeting, think about these characteristics in your own life. First of all, compassion. A feeling of want to help someone who is sick, hungry, or in trouble. The Bible says of God in Psalm 116 verse 5, The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. In 1 Peter 3, we read, of these, we read these words written to us as Christians. Be compassionate. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you are called so that you may inherit a blessing. The dictionary definition of kindness is doing thoughtful deeds for others. The Bible says this of kindness as an attribute of God in Romans 11 verse 22. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness. And the kindness of God is likened to that of a doting father. And Paul, writing to the Ephesians, says to the church, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. The definition of humility is the quality or state of not thinking you are better than other people. The quality or state of being humble. And probably the most famous passage on humility in the Bible is found in Philippians chapter 2, imitating Christ's humility. God, who in Christ Jesus became man, became nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. He the perfect one, became a servant. He humbled himself. And we are called in that very same passage to in humility value others above ourselves. 
and not look to our own interests, but each of us to look at the interests of others. Gentleness is defined as a quality or state of being gentle, especially mildness of, manner, mildness of manners or disposition. Gentleness is not a sign of weakness. This is a godly characteristic. The Bible says this of the gentleness of God. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. What a lovely picture that creates in our minds. And we are called as God's servants not to be argumentative, but to be a gentle listener and a teacher who keeps cool, working firmly but patiently with those who refuse to obey. That's taken from the message paraphrase from the second book of Timothy, chapter 2. And finally, the def dictionary definition of patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without being coming annoyed or anxious. The Bible says of God many times that he, he is slow to anger. We as Christians are reminded many times in Scripture to be patient. God makes everything beautiful in his time. Be slow to anger. Paul writes in Romans, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. How are those characteristics in your life? How do they manifest themselves in your life? Are you all dressed up in those characteristics, which I remind you Paul challenges us to wear from the inside out as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved? And finally, of course, verse 14. Paul says over all of these qualities, over all of these characteristics, these virtues, over them all, put on love which binds them together in perfect unity. Love keeps it all together, holds it together when things happen which may, may make us stumble. A heart full of love will allow compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience to shine from within us. Without a heart full of love, we are back to anger. Rage, malice, and the like. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience will shine from us if over all these things we put on love because love is patient. Love is kind. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. Paul says in Colossians 1 that out of the hope that is stored up for us in heaven spring faith and love. In 1 Corinthians 13 Paul says of faith, hope and love that the greatest of these is love. That same love here in verse 14 of Colossians 3 Paul says over everything else all the things he mentioned over them all 
put on love. It is my prayer that this day that we can all truly, genuinely put on love so that out of our lives may shine the clothes of God's chosen people. Can I encourage you in, the, in this week and in the weeks that follow, however you are feeling, to ensure that you are all dressed up. Amen. Our concluding song this morning is fitting for the message that we have heard this morning and also for this week that we have lived through when we think about the news that has made the news headlines from the early part of the week through to that which has been news headlines in the last few days. Will you get dressed up to live as one who's learned compassion? Would you say, I've been so loved that I'll risk loving too? Would you say, I will be, build, I will, I know how fear builds walls instead of bridges, but I'll dare to see another's point of view. And when relationships demand commitment, then I'll be there to care and to follow through. Will you get all dressed up so that for his kingdom, it will come around and through and in you? that the Lord's power and glory will shine through you. The Lord's hallowed name may we bear with honour and may our living, may his living kingdom come in us. The bread of life, oh, may we share with honour and may you feed a hungry world through us. We're going to join with Martin Beecham as he leads us through the concluding song for this morning, I then shall live.